Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 130 and welcome back to the, the photog adventures 130. podcast. 130. Yeah. Wow. Ah, I'm going to hit I hit 30 eight years ago this year. 30. 30. And no. we were so excited we had 30 episodes under our belt. We're like, oh my gosh, we're rocking this, man. <laughs> I don't mean our episodes. episodes was 10 years ago. Oh, you mean your actual age. Actual age, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're so stoked to be here. We have a lot of content to go over today. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. In short, we have a podcast episode that will be bonus that's going to talk about some changes of Photog Adventures that we're going to do. And I had a survey go out where I got some good responses that answer some questions about the content that we have and that we create. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, there were people on that content list that had no idea that we even did a podcast. And you better be listening now, folks. <laughs> I, I, hope hope I wonder if they're on that people from the survey who like, didn't wait, know we a had podcast? a podcast. Yes. Now are listening. Hopefully you're listening. <laughs> Welcome you got in. a lot of backlog to catch up on. <laughs> no kidding. So we had people who didn't know that the podcast even existed, didn't know we even had a YouTube channel, didn't know we... It's crazy. I guess we found them from all different parts of the... Well, sometimes know, folk, Facebook posts people to our group, and then through that they find our Facebook page yeah. and all those posts. But even there I post all the time our YouTube stuff. I post yeah. all the time our podcast. I don't know how they could miss it and yet it managed to happen yeah so basically we have about four straight months coming up where we are going to have way too much going on with workshops yeah workshops conferences retreats we are going to be so busy that we needed to prioritize our content prioritizing our content is going to be a win for everybody yeah yeah quality not content quantity you know quality i think is what people in general prefer we tried quantity for the last few months, and it's just really not doing with quantity that amazing for us, I guess. So we just need to thing. focus on the quality. It's another conversation to be had, but right. the YouTube algorithm or the YouTube love that happens when you do a live versus doing a pre-produced video so different. Doesn't matter if the keywords are the same. Doesn't matter if the content is right. the same. You have a live video that only had about 20 people that showed up for it, they just don't promote that later on. No. It's just like, it's over, it's dead. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's still viable information. And so here we are it's putting out more content than we ever have on YouTube, ever, but because there's a live gear time, there's a live Milky Way Wednesday, and then if we get any other videos out, we've been putting them out, that hasn't cut it. We're up mm-hmm. to 270 something videos on YouTube and we feel like we're slow as molasses. Our most popular video is a pre-produced video I made last year about focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one that's rolling right now. Yeah. So our content needs to go back to a different route as well as prioritizing certain things. So we're going to talk about that other podcast. Can't go on any further yeah. with that. Yeah. The only announcement that I will give you guys right now is that next week we are going to be live on the podcast over on our Facebook page. If you follow the Facebook page, you'll get notified 
most likely. Like hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. As it has been shown, even if you are following the Photog Adventures Facebook page, you won't get every announcement. So keep an eye out for this. It's Tuesday next week, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Mm-hmm. We are going to go live, and Ryan Smith will be with us in studio teaching us printing and how to, you know, what he has gone through getting into the gallery situation. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, your landscape photography prints, where do they go after you actually print them? Where do right. you, what do you do with them to actually make money with your hobby? And he's going to talk about it. Cool. You guys have probably already heard him over on Nick's podcast and other podcasts talking about how expensive it is to buy in. We're mm. going to get a little deeper into that and talk about some of the aspects that you can consider whether, you know, are you ready to do what he's doing? What nice. else do you need other yeah. than just money to buy in? What else do you need in your photography and stuff like that? So we're going to have a fun time with Ryan Smith next Tuesday live for our podcast. Our Wednesday episode will be live Tuesday recorded nice. on our Facebook page. Awesome. So let's get into our episode today, which is that actually finally another adventure that we've been on. Yeah. Actual adventure that Brendan and I got on. We haven't yes. been on an adventure since uh, November out in Oregon. Right. So we're stoked to get a chance to talk about adventuring again. So let's go ahead and begin the podcast. So yeah, the adventure road trip action. Yes. Yes. We're starting out with the adventure on this road trip, and we went somewhere else first that you wanted to talk about. You went through most of the process for this, so give us give us the word. Yeah. So the printer that we uh, had tried to use last summer, right? Yeah. Last. April La- and May. Yeah, it was last uh, last late spring, I guess, early summer. We tried to print something for these guys at the Canyon Country Lodge in Escalante because we wanted to build a good relationship with them. That didn't work out very well. It was just a challenge of printing something through this particular printer. Yeah. And we had to go through this printer because they made the precise version of the canvas to the wood the- framing. I yeah, mean, it's a canvas collage that they did for this hotel. It's massive. I mean, it's like 20 feet long by 8 feet tall. 15, 20 with different like, framed yeah, images. Yeah, like 10 or whatever different you know, size images of around Utah. And we were requested to find use that actual Escalante Milky Way shot that Brennan has. Yeah, you showed him. I showed, showed it to him on the phone, yeah. and he fell in love with it, the right. owner of this, of this lodge. And he was like, if you can get it to match that collage, we'll put it up. And I said, right. I'll put it up if we can put little Photog Adventures information on the bottom corner. It won't be too gaudy. It'll just be right there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost me anything. You get it, bring it in, let's yeah. do it. And we did. And we tried the first time, and the girl that was doing the photo printing before had quit like two weeks before. So we got this new girl who had no idea still learning how to color match anything. So one of the challenges you have when you're printing, especially with someone that is has a completely different printer than you're used to when you send it out professionally, is the color profiling and having someone who actually knows how to profile your picture for their printer. Is it as simple as matching the color profile you use because you know you went Adobe sRGB or what? It's tricky. It depends. Everything, it's, so saving my files in RGB their first time and bringing it last summer when we tried it was a nightmare because then we had to convert it to CMYK oh. and the girl had no idea how to adjust those colors to print best. So everything's coming out with this like nasty green, yellowy green, like army version of my picture. So you I was flat like, flat out have to convert it to CMYK. Well, when in I edited it, yeah. So when I brought it into Photoshop, I actually brought it in as a CMYK originally and that helped 
tremendously. Okay. So this time the girl said all she had to do was lower the yellow, like it was too yellow, and like and she's like she's like I brought the levels down on the yellow, then it looked better, then I brought it down again, it looked even better. So she's like then I just tweaked it a little bit less, and now it looks. And then she showed me it was perfect. I was like, awesome. So <laughs> the print did look fantastic yeah. seeing it there in person. You know, what was it? 50 centimeters, 50 inches 53 tall? 53 and a half by 53 and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty big print. Yeah. And uh, we got some pictures on Instagram, you know, and our Facebook page with Aaron and I standing next to it. And it's, it's a big, big thing. You know, I, I thought that if we had a vehicle rental, we could just get any vehicle because we can put that print diagonally in the back seat, reaching mm-hmm. the roof of the vehicle and the back seat. No. Thank mm-hmm. goodness we had a pickup truck. <laughs> it was a really good thing because <laughs> it barely fit between the wheel wells. And so, yeah, that was good. And we happened to have our foam that we bring out for our trips to put in the back of the pickup. Even though it was raining on the way down, we're like, ah, let's bring it's it anyway. you know, we're just like, yeah. We went know. through a pretty heavy rain at one oh, point. Oh, true, true, that's true. <laughs> but we were worried about bringing it because of the rain, and I'm glad we did, because in that print and the framing, all of it sat nicely on the back of yeah. a bed of truck and a nice vibration-free. And we even had an extra big piece to go over it to protect it and strap it down. It was good. It was perfect. Yeah, it was fantastic. So we went straight from Richfield yeah, Richfield yeah, yeah, over yeah. to Escalante yeah. so that we can just get that out of the vehicle without any more rainfall and get it into the hotel. And then we had this weird, like, kind of morbid joke, like, man, what if we did all this work and the guy's, like, not even there anymore? Like, what if we died? What if, what if, he, died he, or what if he died? What if he sold the place? What if he, yeah. And we get there and we're just like, so is Brent around? He's like, oh, no, he was in the hospital. We're oh like, oh, gosh. what the what? <laughs> uh, oh, we felt bad <laughs> talking about like that. Gosh. The poor guy. Oh but he gosh. was fine. Yeah, he was back two days ago. And we we're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And so he wasn't around, but his, then his stepson, no, his son-in-law his, came. His actual son. Oh, his, his actual his son. His daughter-in-law oh, is right. the one it was managing. His actual son. Yep. You're right, you're so right. it's his son. Okay, he came and then he saw it. He was excited about it. And we, you and I went over there. We took this thing. We put it in the place where it was supposed to go. Uh-huh. And it came down so low. Uh, I mean, it, it was like. perfectly width-wise because yeah. it was square. The square that was length just, was right above like the waffle maker. Right. Touching it practically. And the crazy thing is we saw above the toaster, above the toaster of all things, the wood was totally warping on the other picture. That was like <laughs> yeah. four, four or five feet above the toaster. I'm like, <sighs> how is that even happening? But the waffle maker down the wood was fine above that it was like it was really bizarre and well we're worried about it and so was brent's mm-hmm. son uh, was it ryan i think it was ryan I think it was Ry- yeah ryan or brian brian maybe i think it might have been brian too yeah but brian was saying that he's just not going to put it there it would have to put it somewhere else even though yeah. that was the whole point yeah it's exactly fitting it there so yeah. we went for the exact size it's going to be somewhere else so and- maybe we can think of something else it's 53 wide a nice pano and then just shorter. Yeah, let's do it. I think we've got a few images we can easily select from. <laughs> let's fill it with Photog Adventure stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the goal here is to get in good with them to the point where they're like, we're thinking about replacing some pictures throughout all of our rooms. Mm-hmm. What do you guys have? And right. boom, there and we go. And let's show them the catalog of <laughs> shots we've gotten the last two years. And that's kind of a thing. I think that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the thing that we were talking about when we talked with Ryan, too. That's the, that's the goal, right, is to get your images out there, yeah. to have them displayed, whether it's in a coffee house or, or anywhere. Like a hotel is a great place, especially where people come Jordan tours. Yance has his in a, sh- in a sushi store or sh- mm-hmm. sushi restaurant. Yeah, yeah. He has some pictures of his there exactly. and it has information to buy prints. Exactly. And so I think that's one of the cool things is, especially something this big that turned out so well, it's going to be a nice 
a nice showpiece, I guess. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Really excited about that. So in a whirlwind week, we are already planning on going out to Royce Bear Milky Way Butte, and that yep. got canceled Wednesday because, well, the clouds were too bad. It was not going to work out. Yeah, I mean, we were like, oh my gosh. We wanted to go out like every night, hopefully, and get Milky Way, but we looked at the forecast of where we wanted to go first, and we're just like, ah. <sighs> aggravating to see the clouds in the way because we're finally getting yeah. out there and we had a chance for four different locations mm-hmm. and we ended up losing our first night. So we didn't leave the first day. We left the Thursday and barely got this print out to them Thursday night. So now it's Friday morning. Our One of our last two, well, we have three more mornings to go. Mm-hmm. We want to drive from Escalante towards our direction where we need to get to Moab. And so yeah, we needed yeah. to cut that distance and drive at night and then sleep in the vehicle. And so here we go. We're driving. And we'll just say it right now. Ryan Smith, there's a spot that you have a great picture from. Brad Goldpain has a good picture that mm. won Astronomy Photographer of the Year. Yeah. We won't say exactly where. We don't want to ruin it for these guys, but we found it. We, yeah. We found the picture, and we did some awesome scouting through Google Earth mm-hmm. and found it. That was actually really cool. Uh, and. The fact that we found a dude who actually had a panorama of it, <laughs> we totally was able, able to completely verify it like, to oh us. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. This That's is exactly it. This is awesome. So we had it pinpointed on the map. Yep. We knew how to get there, and we were arriving there at night. Unfortunately, we couldn't mm-hmm. see it in the daylight. We had to wait till the morning. We arrived there at night. So here we are, driving all night to try and get to this place from Escalante. We're following our map, going in and out of signal, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you have it mm-hmm. downloaded on your phone. Okay, Brennan has, or Brennan has it on his phone. We're good. Let's go to this point. And then we see the dirt road and right where we think it's going to be, yeah. and we turn onto it. And following it, feeling, okay, you know, if we go too far, we fall off a cliff. This should right. be Right, and I was like, well, but, you know, it looks like there's like a parking circle, so hopefully we yeah. don't drive off the cliff. And <laughs> it was spectacular. Drive up right to the spot. Right. This awesome looking out in the middle of nowhere Martian landscape. Mm-hmm. is actually one of the easiest places to get to ever. Yeah, it wasn't very bad at all. We just pull up and jump a out. A car could get there. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, I mean, we got the truck because we were anticipating crazy rough road, yeah. especially for that leg of the trip, because everything else we were going to drive on that weekend was supposed to be Completely off normal road, so yeah. it should likely be, you know, filled in with trenches where people had driven in the wet mm-hmm. season, and it was making it just terrible. Right. Road drive only. Yeah, I mean, we've but, been there, done that. You know, yeah, and we didn't want to do that again. So, but <laughs> so it was very easy to get to. Yeah, so very easy, and we're so stoked to get there at night. We're walking out on the edge, on the mm-hmm. precipice, and oh man, another one of those moments where I'm like, Brendan, don't do that. That's scary. Don't fall. It's dark. You don't realize what you're doing. You just blitz over here, jump across here. But we heard one. Of, you heard one of my fits foot slip. And then you freaked out. Yeah, that's where it was. (laughs) When you took your step from one rock to the next and you slipped, I'm like, okay, well, let's not do that again over on this one. That's the, you know, end of your life one. Yeah. (laughs) But we were so excited. We couldn't wait. And at this point, what was it? 2.30 in the morning? We'd arrived there pretty early. Yeah. We had a couple hours of sleep to get Milky Way if we wanted to see it around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. So we could probably sit till 4, get Milky Way for an hour, and then go to sleep or stay awake until sunrise. And that was going to be... Because sunrise could have been amazing, right? There's great, great potential there. Yeah. So let's talk about that part because that's where our Mm. first stories begin. Yeah. We've got the thing set up in the back and we have an electric blanket that we're going to put underneath us just for extra warmth. Yeah. And of course, this Dodge truck has a has an outlet cautionary measure to prevent you from actually draining your battery, so it will not run if it's not idling. Right. 
Did that. you try the accessory? Yep, we tried the accessory and the direct plug-in, and all of them turn off. The 12 mm. volt straight in, nothing. We could not get any power from the battery unless the car was running. And that's what we get for forgetting our goal zero. <sighs> we left it with Drew. We picked up other stuff, and then that we left it with them. would have been so perfect. Because it would have been great, because those electric blankets, they just sip energy. They really don't take a lot. Yeah, it could have been fine with the goal zero. Oh, yeah. Warming us up all night. Oh, yeah. it would have been great. And sleeping outside again was so fantastic. But this is a bit of a precipice. This is a windy, wind-blown area. It was 45 degrees and windy, which means wind chill probably brought it down to like 38-ish degrees, I'm guessing. What was the coldest? Can you get out your phone? Let me describe some things. Will you pull on the phone? And if you can look at history of that night and find out what it got to its coldest, because... From 2 o'clock to 4 a.m. is the colder hours of the night, and possibly I can even safely say it's coldest right before dawn, they say. Mm, So that mm -hmm. was the coldest moment, and, oh, I haven't been that cold in a long time. Okay, prepare yourself. This is going to seem a little graphic. It's not terribly graphic, but I'm sitting there, or I'm laying there after having fallen asleep, and I'm having this like convulsions in my dreams, just crazy convulsions, chattering. And I wake up chattering. I wake up. You were shivering like actually crazy. Actually seizure like convulsions. And yeah. it was it was happening so much that I had actually thrown up in my mouth. Oh, really? I had been shaking so much that all the water that I drank before had come back up. That's what I said was the gross part. Sorry about that. That one's the over. So I'm sitting there just <laughs> grossed out by the taste, and I feel it happening more and more as I'm still convulsing, and I'm thinking, I- I'm giving up. i got to get back in the front. At this point, it's probably 3.30. I had made it for an hour and a half back there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I needed 400 pounds of blankets on top of me to rewarm me. If I could have had a nice, heavy blanket that wrapped on top, that sleeping bag would have felt fantastic. But the sleeping bag is rated for summer. It's rated down to 40 degrees. It doesn't ever get that cold in the summer for us. But it was, yeah, it's like 40 degrees if you're in a windproof tent, then you might be okay with those sleeping bags. It certainly you know? isn't a windproof sleeping bag yeah. on its own. That's true. <laughs> it was just not hacking it. <laughs> oh not enough down in it, just wasn't <sighs> cutting it. It was yeah. So it was my one of my most miserable nights since the night I slept with Well, then is there a sprinkling the on us? Like it hut. was windy and cold enough, and then it started actually sprinkling on us. Yeah, which I don't mind getting a sprinkle. I can dry. The sleeping bag can dry. Yeah. But being that cold. That cold and, and then the getting wind, wet? No. I was angry waking up. I was just frustrated. Like, I'm, I'm going in here. I'm going to get out of this freaking yeah. cold. Yeah. And just try and wash down the wonders of my esophagus. Oh, my god. Did gosh. you find the, t- the temperature? I don't know. I can't find the history Any of way of history. But no, it only gives you the forecast. It won't give you anything from the past. So, I, I'm sure you can Google it, but living my in the past, original man. Google results are not pulling up much. So. That's fine. It would have been in the 30s. It, it probably was, was high 30s, not mid 30s, yeah. And so that was a great start. I mm. was hating the idea of sleeping back there. Yeah. And we started looking for hotels. We're like, oh man, we're going to find a hotel in Moab. And we're we not did. sleeping in the back. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> not messing around. Yeah. So trying to sleep in the back in the cold, come prepared with some good wind blocking upper covers, some kind of covers. If you're going to sleep in the back of a truck without anything else like a cab to block the wind, give yourself a heavy blanket. Don't be foolish like we were. Yeah, at least a really good solid mummy bag that goes down to like zero degrees, I would recommend. Oh, yeah. Mummy Uh, bag would have been great. And I know we've talked about it before in the past, but people forget that the desert actually can get very cold at night. It can get really warm. It can be like 70 degrees in the day. 
right? Totally pleasant. At night, it could be like 30. Drops. I mean, and, and that's you were not in the prepared summer. for that. Exactly. So we experienced that, woke up grumpy. We're now sleeping in the uncomfortable seats where I'm trying to stretch my <laughs> legs between the gas pedal and the brake. Yeah. And oh, Brendan's laying back and trying to find distance with his long legs. And it's, it's probably the same situation. Yeah, <laughs> both sides. That feeling of swelling in your feet as you just can't quite get them right. So everything is just And your rushing. hips are always hitting something and it's uh, always just, yeah, it's... Yeah, those seats are not, just car seats are in general just not meant to sleep Which in. Which is why we didn't want to sleep in it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. We wanted the back, but man, it was just, we had to warm up the car again, get it yeah. going, then we turned it off, and yeah. then sat there, waited until it got too cold again, then turned it on. And I think around, I woke up and looked for the sky, and the sky had clouds over the Milky Way, but right. I could see a few of the brightest planets coming through, but that was it. Mm-hmm. There was going to be nothing for a shot. So it was definitely, Milky Way was out. Yeah. We wake up when it's finally getting warm, light enough to see, and we look around ourselves, and there's one gap. Mm-hmm. One little gap on the horizon that if the sun were to come up right there, it'd be perfect. But it moved really fast. And on top of that, when we aligned it with photo pills, like, okay, where's the mm-hmm. sun going to be? We look at that gap and hold full pills up, like, oh, that's not the sun. We practically turn ourselves another 45 degrees looking up north, and like, oh, yeah, there's the sun. Mm. And so the sun was so far behind where that gap was, there was right. an impossibility. And yeah. we spent the next 30 minutes looking at how the sky was every direction and socked in. Miles and miles and hundreds of miles of just clouds. <sighs> Man. I'm resting my head on the mic right now, yeah. just how frustrating that second morning skunked. Yeah. Two mornings out of the four already gone. No Milky Way and no sunrise. Yeah. Which so. is the worst feeling ever because it's always a great consolation prize right. for us Milky Way photographers that right. if you can't see the Milky Way, well, you're at least going to have a good sunset or sunrise. Right, right. Uh, no, it has to be the extreme situation. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, this was the total <laughs> skunking. So. so didn't go well. No. So we were hoping we were going to try and get back there before the end of the trip. But we went to Moab for two purposes, mm-hmm. Needles District and Island in the Sky. So for the sake of talking about regular things, let's just skip all the other like simplicities of being on a trip yeah, out in Moab. Yeah, you guys know how that goes. Let's just get straight to what went well and what didn't go well about Island in the Sky morning. Starting mm. with you, Brendan, what didn't go well? Then we'll, we'll end with the good news. What didn't go well is when we first got there, it was cloudy still. <laughs> if you guys have seen the YouTube video, we have a YouTube video out right now, that adventure. This year, one of our goals is to have our adventures out with the YouTube video and mm-hmm. our podcast around the same time so that you guys can hear all the story behind the scenes of how it went. And if you guys haven't seen the YouTube video, it's live now, so go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Canyonlands Island and Sky Milky Way. And, oh man, we arrive and we're optimistic to see this before sunset we're going to see it and do some scouting and mm-hmm. maybe even capture a sunset and blue hour shot well on our drive up there all the openings in the sky clear clearly were getting taken over by clouds yeah yeah you i mean s- it was like so promising when we first started going oh, yeah, up there beautiful the gold. sunset was beautiful we tried to stop and get some shots of some cool clouds and stuff and yeah we but, had another hour of light and it mm-hmm. turned into 10 more minutes of light Right. Because the clouds banked all along the horizon on the west side and just basically provided a horizon that was 10, 20 degrees higher and it was over. And then, yeah, we had no sunset. We had no light coming through. So we just got to the destination the best we could. And it was just clouds. So, <laughs> we arrived mm. in time to see someone leaving and some guy making his dinner with a little uh, 
with a little. Yeah, but it was so tank. windy though. Just like I'm, just like I don't know if he's gonna make anything with that. I think <laughs> he might have tried. Leave? Right. <laughs> he eventually <laughs> did just leave. So. So here we are, arrived at the point, and cameras don't need to come out now. Nor mm-hmm. neither do we need to pull out our video camera and record us talking about it because it's now. It's at that point where the iPhone, our camera typically for this moment, is just a little bit higher ISO and oh, crunchy yeah, looking. It too grainy, so yeah. it's just not worth it. Yeah. So we walked out there, looked at our point, saw how easy of a walk it is to mm-hmm. get to the spot we wanted to go. All right, okay. We know where we want to be. We'll park right here when we come back. Let's go in for dinner and then return. Yeah. And what was we had it? like what four hours or more? More than that. It was the period hours? of time where the Milky Way is up above the horizon by one thirty, but that's just at mm, the horizon. Right. So we're talking from one thirty till five AM Astro Twilight. Right. That's our window. And at this point, sunset was around seven o'clock. Seven, yeah. So six thirty, seven, yeah, yeah. We had an hour and twenty minute drive back into Moab, but still we had so much time left to go that yeah. that was worth it. Yep. And so that was the night that we went back into Moab and caught a movie. Yeah. It's like, we'll catch him. We'll catch a movie. Catch a movie, get some dinner, then head back out again. Exactly. Yeah. So we drove back yeah. in, enjoying, listening to some podcasts. And mm-hmm. then we waited because we got there and the clouds, nowhere else in the sky, beautiful view of the other side oh, of the yeah. Milky Way. Right above us. Totally clear. Oh, totally clear Gorgeous. there. Over to the right towards the west, wide open. Mm-hmm. But man, the clouds are right there, right Southeast. in front of us. Yeah. And it looked like a cigar. And I'm watching the cigar starting to separate into two parts. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to start a time lapse and get my camera mm-hmm. out, start a time lapse. By the time I even started the first frame of the time lapse, as you guys will see in the video, that was not just a cigar. There was a ton of clouds. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just that they were there and appearing. You can see a motion rolling in the time lapse in, rolling in over right our head. To the flipping core. They were just forming like, piling like and piling. above us and it's piling like, in in front. Seriously? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was horrifying as we had the hours just go by and go by with more clouds and more clouds. Well, it's like it was like slowly, like every 15 minutes, we'd see it slowly dissipate. You know, 15 more minutes, slowly a little bit less clouds. You know, 15 more minutes, <laughs> less clouds. It's like, oh my gosh, like watching <laughs> fingernails grow, you know? And we're looking at the clock. We're talking to a camera on YouTube about one ten in the morning. We're thinking, mm-hmm. we got some time. Then it's like, well, you know, it's one, it's about 2 in the morning now, so we don't have that much time. Okay, it was 2.11, then 2.56. Now mm-hmm. it's 3. And so we're thinking, by at least 4 a.m., we have to get out there and try something. Right. So we're waiting in the car. And if you watch this video, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Brendan. Have I've you seen, seen it. Yeah. So all the conversations that we have, they're, they are not faked. I didn't move the cl- the time around whatsoever. It turned out the very first 15 minute break from we talk to the camera, say what's going on, mm-hmm. and then we have this break. I go on every 15 minutes, 315, 3:30, 3:45, <laughs> and 4 a.m. I pull on the audio because our nice. mics have been turned on, and we're and just running the whole time, leaving them yeah. run because it's just it's easier to have one file, even though it's going to be two, three hours of audio, mm-hmm. it's easier to find my clips in that than have multiple files. Right, right. So we just had a recording, and it was actually really kind of fun to see what we said every 15 minutes. Mm. It begins with a conversation of Brennan just kind of being perturbed at the sky, infuriated that the clouds are always right there. Curse you, sky. We complained about Curse it. You, you can hear me get back in the truck, and I'm t- I hear him talking about it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's so freaking annoying. So then the next clip, we're just talking about 
um, random stuff. And then I think at one point we're talking about, <laughs> so if I'm murdered, I probably can't get my insurance, my oh, life yeah, insurance. <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, I think you could get your life insurance if you got murdered. And then that conversation cut out. And then by the time it's 4 a.m., you guys probably had no idea what we're talking about. You mentioned Costanza, so that made you think of Seinfeld, but we were quoting and talking about that scene in Seinfeld where they're in the Chinese restaurant, they're waiting and they're like, for Costanza? Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld for they're waiting for their group right but they never got called everyone's got pulled in and so as soon as that conversation was going on my 4 a.m. alarm went off saying okay 4 a.m. let's just get out and I'm like are you ready to go man and then Brendan continues what he's talking about the Seinfeld stuff and so that's part of probably made no sense at all in the video (laughs) and we continued it we joked about it I'm like okay you ready for this let's do this we had one guy joined us over there we hadn't talked to him yet but he was out working next to his car and we could see his red light every once in a while yeah yeah Turned out it was star tracking. Yeah. So Jamel, 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 Jamel. I told Jamel. myself Jamel, Jamel. It's like I told myself I could get this right, but I messed it up anyway. Jamel, he was from Boston and originally from Trinidad, Trinidad and yeah. Tobago. Yeah. And so this guy's awesome. He's out there. He says he kind of recognized something about it. He's like, do you guys know Eric Benedetti? We're like, yes, we do. And mm-hmm. he had just listened to the podcast with Eric Benedetti. Because it's Eric Benedetti's hero. I do know you guys. It's like, nice. (laughs) So, shout out to you, Eric Benedetti, if you're listening to this episode. Jamel. 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 Jamel worships you as a hero. Yep. And he was out there, the Star Tracker. And as soon as 4 a.m. hit, that cloud was just under the core Mm -hmm. and went smaller and smaller and smaller. So, he got some great shots. He was out there having a blast. Yeah. He He only had bad moments when we went out because he was so far back in the parking lot pointing towards the core that I think off to the right of every one of his frames, if we turn on our lights, we were in them. Oh, really? You think so? (sighs) Yes. And so, what didn't go well for me in the beginning there was trying to vlog it. Mm. Luckily, we left our mics on the whole time, so I had enough black video with mics. Very cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Even Rob Bryan said he liked it. He's like, you know, I I enjoyed hearing what was going on, actually, as you guys were working. Yeah. And since that was a constant audio source, I could pull in any good moment of us talking back and forth, and I had to cut some out because the pacing wasn't any good. But, uh, yeah, that worked out. And it's frustrating as a vlogger that you want to show everything yeah. that you're doing, but night yeah. photography is almost it's impossible. Really hard. You have to annoy everyone around you. So if we go to any location, there's someone else there. My my plan of turning on our low-level lighting on us mm. is just not possible. So we kind of did three real quick, and that was it. Yeah. And we closed out and had another video on us. But for most of the time, yeah. we didn't turn on any lights. And so right. my what went well, then we'll go to Brendan. I guess my last what didn't go well. Okay. So we arrive and there's ice right here, this puddle of ice. Yeah. And I try very first before, because I know we're going to the edge of the edge of mm-hmm. the canyon. So I didn't want to take, I didn't want to try and get that shot with you over there. Mm. Of course, that ended up being great. Um, here I am trying to get this reflection with my tripod on it. It didn't go well because I kept my tripod on. Mm. I needed to take my tripod off, as you discovered. And we even said it in the video that it'd probably be better if I got this camera down right on the ice. But right yeah. here, That's it a wasn't Jeff low tip. enough. Yeah. You just, if you want to capture the ice, you can be on the tripod still. But if you want to reflect from the ice, you don't need a tripod. You got to have that yeah. camera body right on it. Yeah. So I tried without that, and all I got was a little Jupiter glimmer. I couldn't see enough. Yeah. And I was seeing that the ice wasn't as smooth as I was it hoping. It wasn't. It was very textured. <laughs> it was not reflecting. No. It was color mirroring. Mm-hmm. It was giving me. Okay, I shouldn't say it, it wasn't mirroring. It was color reflecting. It yeah, reflected yeah, color yeah. back on the ice, but that was about it. Yeah. So I gave up on that, but man, did it turn into what went well for you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, I decided to play around with it after you were still doing your pano, which turned out flipping amazing. 
But oh, the sure, panel you're saying? Yeah, yeah, your Thank panel. You. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> um, and uh, so when you were doing that, I decided to play around some more because I was kind of done doing my single shots. I, and I did kind of a mini vertical panel so I can get a really good foreground. And then I was, and I did a couple more shots up higher in the sky so I could do a nice, you know, kind of big square image, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, after that, I just decided to play with that, that ice some more. So you were still standing there holding your finger on the trigger oh for gosh. a while. <laughs> and I thought, okay. I think I might have something. Just stay still. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I have no choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going anywhere, but my I finger on my need to trigger. get to my phone. Do you have your shot? And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it looked really good. And dang, uh, that Milky Way, the way it got the color in the ice, but then the detail above me, mm. all that context was there. I loved your framing. It turned out really good. Yeah. I mean, because I set the camera straight on the ground, um, I wasn't perfectly level, so I did have to level and crop it a little bit. So yeah, it turned out yeah. pretty good. I did some really long exposures for the foreground. So what went well is I decided this time I'm going to take Wayne Pinkston's advice, you know, <laughs> and since I haven't done Milky Way since then, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take his advice. I'm going to take some really like long exposures with low ISO, long exposure time and see if I can get a really good clear foreground, you know. And credit has to be given to Royce Bear as well because he's been mm-hmm. saying it since the beginning. When we mm-hmm. met him at Mirror Lake, he talked about doing a long exposure for the ground. And I just didn't click, I guess. It just didn't register very well. Well, we know exactly then. what it would do, but we just didn't want it in most situations. Mm-hmm. I think it's because so much distracting element so so many distracting elements are along the surface of the ground around yeah. your cool shot and sometimes a cool black and white black silhouette's awesome yeah. you know in a lot of ways if so. you're light painting a subject and the light painted subject is kind of burned or dodged for you and mm-hmm. everything else is burned down by virtue of not lighting it mm-hmm. and so you don't want to see it you don't do a long exposure of that right. but if you don't do low level lighting and you do a long exposure like they do well you really have to make sure that everything in your frame is interesting. Yeah, and which this was, this was. This was a big, awesome, interesting yep. canyon. So I'm like, okay, there's nothing distracting. It's really cool. I want to get this good, you know? So, True that. Yeah. You can't guys think about long exposure is going to make every picture look great. Right, right. Because every kind of composition you have in the foreground could be just a bunch of cluttering bushes that you don't yeah. need to be important. Yeah, you got to think about different techniques for different subjects, right? Mm-hmm. And so in this particular subject, it was a very necessary to do a nice two-minute or three-minute exposure. And who cares what the stars do because they're going to look awesome kind of anyways, but they're going to be blown out. But it's amazing. What I thought was amazing was how much the starlight, because that's all there was. There was no moon. It was right? just starlight. That is very true. The starlight lit up the ground. I could see a lot of detail. It was quite shocking. My shot was only a minute long, eight thousand ISO, and it was a two point a two point oh no, it was the Tamron, so it was two point eight mm-hmm. aperture. I am mm-hmm. surprised how daylight everything looked. Yeah. Yes, it was darker, but it had clean detail, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. As if it was being lit by something, but yeah, there was it was wasn't. being lit by above. I mean, it was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Yeah, there weren't light pollution areas that were lighting it, right? And there weren't uh, any like slivers of a moon showing. Right. It was nothing else but starlight. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go to the wedge overlook and capture those cathedral area that I have in that uh, intersection. I can't mm. remember the name of it, but. I wouldn't capture everything in front of me on the ground where it's just like this mm-hmm. boring desert, speckled everywhere, little bushes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's distracting having all of those lit up. And so it's okay that that is just black practically. Right, and right. then I feature those those rocks in the distance. Right. But that's another reason to do it and then burn back maybe the middle ground and keep yeah. only your distant background that now that rock 
has been lit up. Yeah, that's what's great about posts is you can light a subject, but then you can edit those out. And like I did with the, you know, with the two spires in Escalante, I burned those, the background down a little bit because you thought it was too distracting. And I did like it better. It was a good, good edit. Awesome. (laughs) So then anything else on your what didn't go well? Anything that didn't Mm. go well on your tripod shots over there on the edge? Tripod shots turned out pretty good. So in short, a little context about the ledge. We are standing Mm -hmm. on the edge of Island in the Sky. We're out there beyond the the fence. Now the fence isn't something you climb over and they say don't walk on. It's an an open area. You can go. There's just this big table of sandstone that you can Mm -hmm. go stand on and it's completely secure, completely safe. I don't have a fear of heights. Brendan doesn't either. He has less of a fear of heights than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people who with fear of heights, I think they won't want to go more than five yards close to this ledge and that won't matter. And that's fine. And we still still got a great shot. Great shot. And it was... Not scary at all. In the black, yeah, yeah. not seeing anything, it's never occurred to me no. really how dangerous it could be. Right. It was just a fun night out there, slight breeze, nothing crazy. Felt yeah. warmer than I actually thought it was. Yeah. And it just, it felt good being back from Milky did. Way. It did. There was this like- You got energized from the Milky Way. <laughs> it was uh, good. All the other nonsense going on in our lives was just washed away. It's true temporarily yeah (laughs) it was very nice just to be there in the moment and enjoy the surrounding area it was very peaceful (sighs) so that was definitely one thing that went well it's just milky way is back guys yeah go out and just breathe it in drink it in the milky way core is visible again Mm -hmm. i look at that image and i've had a compliment from rob ryan compliment from Mm -hmm. you and a compliment from many others who said great shot you know great shots in the scene in the instagram stuff yeah i I didn't realize I was capturing probably my number one or number two Milky Way ever mm. when I was capturing it. There at no point during the capture did I think, oh yeah, baby, right. this is it. Right. But for I'm Rob, so doing it right now. <laughs> this, this is happening. But for Rob, he said that that thing had more wow factor for him than even the one with us in the selfies, you know, doing the we are which not is crazy, worthy. Which is crazy, because if you were there with us doing selfies, dude, trust me, you would be... <laughs> It was a euphoric night. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> you got to understand, we were standing on a mirror. This didn't feel this it, way. We were floating we were in the Milky Way, <laughs> capturing that Milky yeah, Way. It yeah, was it an was, amazing experience. It was a sci-fi scene. Uh, the Botox Adventure listener adventure this year to get out to the salt flats during June is going to be amazing if it has that same kind of water in it. It usually outcome. does. I mean, it almost it always will, especially where that pool, spot was. We'll right? have some water still, right. and it's been it's very crazy possible. wet this winter, so very it's possible. going to still be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, it's going to work. I know. I got to ask you this for your what went well or didn't go well on it, because mm. post-processing a sky and then a, re- a capture of the ground in a panorama, there's processes that you can take. I did my entire sky post-processing on every frame. I did it on one frame and then synced it to all the frames. Then I mm-hmm. stitched it. Then I did the ground, did a post-processing on the ground, then synced them to all the other frames and then stitched those frames. So mm-hmm. now I had a panorama of the sky, mm-hmm. a panorama of the ground, and I had to bring it into Photoshop to connect it. Okay. And I did not do a crazy big post-processing on it. I did my simple, basic, normal post-processing on everything. Because you captured it well, right? Like I you didn't even think well. twice. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to do basic stuff. It looks still good. And it looks amazing, actually. It's awesome. I I didn't go through and stack anything. I didn't go through and dodge and burn even the Milky Way. Wow. Because it's a dark sky enough, it stood out on its own. I know. I love it. it. And it come out... It's interesting, guys, and you do the same thing like I do in every picture where you post-process basically the same way. Mm -hmm. You get this really interesting realization that 
the sky color is so different in different locations oh, at different yeah. times of the year. Oh, yeah. And this time of year, it's just so much more magenta. Oh, I don't true. have any of that green air glow and red air glow happening to co- come and take over that magenta looking color. Now, right, right. the sky, the night sky, Roger Clark, we understand it could be so much more accurate. And mm-hmm. I'm not doing it accurate to the night sky, but it's just my post processing, my techniques, my standard basic Lightroom slider movements. Mm-hmm. It ends up with whatever it ends up at the end. Yep. And I have a white balance almost as always around 4,000. So it's not my mm-hmm. white balance changing. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that applying those same sliders to the same, like to that information in the raw data comes out in a different color, whether it's green like Escalante sky yeah, was, yeah. or whether it's this magenta, this really purple. And we know magenta that the Crater Lake area is super green, you know, yeah. up there every June or whenever. Yeah. So and it's, yeah. So my last one went well, so I can shut up and let Brennan have a chance to talk to. Oh, I think it was great. It's fine. <laughs> is that my post-processing has this magenta through the top mm-hmm. and this magenta through the, through the ground. I have this cohesive mm. color theme through it entirely by accident. Sheer luck. Sheer luck of post-processing. Cool. I didn't do anything different. Mm-hmm. I did my normal stuff. I think I even synced what I did on the sky to my ground and then just tweaked it from there mm-hmm. just to see because I wanted to keep them kind of consistent yeah, with each yeah, other. Yeah. But I didn't do anything special. And mm-hmm. once I got the panorama to work, and I guess I should say my last what did go well but didn't go well was a pain in the butt. It's just, man, that mask. That drawing and painting that brush in the right way and getting the sky in the background to cooperate right. with the horizon line as it gets brighter in the other image. The, the land image right. has a really bright horizon right. line. And then I have a dim horizon line in the sky image. And so the really dark to the really bright overlapping, you get haloing. And yeah. so I had to work really hard to get rid of all the halos and all the leaves and the bushes right. and indirect and completely right there on the spot, paint, 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 fix, and then undo that paint and bring back a little more hair. And then just kind of, it was this give and take between the top image and the bottom image and kind of overlapping just enough of the data on both yeah, sides yeah. to make them look like they're hugging naturally and not looking like, you know, that really annoyed seven-year-old who's told to hug grandma and his arms are on the ground. Like his arms are hanging mm. like an ape and he just kind of yeah. leans into grandma. I was like, here's your hug, grandma. Just, it didn't look like it belonged <laughs> there. That that connection was like yeah. a brilliant couple that was just meant to be together and it worked. And you wouldn't notice the lines. If you watch the Milky Way Wednesday, you can see those two frames and I talk about it. You, you actually don't see that I had to connect it until you watch me put it together. Then you notice all my flaws. Like, oh, that's a double, that's a double light. Hmm. I think I have two lights in there accidentally. Hmm. You can see the lights twice because of the way the frames are just a little oh, distorted yeah, differently yeah, where yeah. that light got uh-huh, moved by a millimeter. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're two instead of one. And I think I got to go back and fix that. But, uh, man. Yeah, but the average person looking at it, two lights, cares. <laughs> so Never what didn't know. go well was how challenging that was. What did mm-hmm. go well was actually in the end, it turned it out, out yeah. really fantastic. Tons more work on that element, but once that hour of work was done, it was worth it. Yeah. It was way Stellar worth image. it. Say, okay, now I'm going to shut up. Okay. How'd it go for you post-processing? How did um, you connect your sky and ground? I didn't have to do much. I mean, with, with my, even my bigger panel where I stitched, I just did it in, in the Lightroom and it just did it. Say that again, though. Like, imagine someone who's trying to so learn from I your did, technique. What did you? What you did? You did what? So I did a long exposure for the foreground, and then I did two normal exposures for the sky. So it's kind of end up being because I'm because I did landscape orientation. So it's gonna be kind of a squarish landscape image. orientation or portrait. At landscape orientation. Oh, okay. So I did 
So, cause so, so when you do a landscape, it's a little bit wide, right? And so, and then I did two images up just ever so slightly oh, I see. just to get more sky and it ends up being a kind of a big square when it's all put together. And I just took those three images and had Lightroom just pano it and it just really turned out well. So you took your exposure for the ground and exposure for the sky and had Lightroom treated like a pano, even though they were yeah. completely different settings. Now for, well, I didn't actually do, for my super long exposure, I didn't actually put that in the, in the pano. So the other, so with the pano that I did beforehand, cause I did like a, like a, how long did I do it for? I think I did one for like two minutes and then one for like. At one point you did a six minute one. Was it really six minutes? You claimed that in the video, yeah. Maybe it was six minutes. So maybe I did like a two-minute and a six-minute one. And I think I just stitched a two-minute one, which didn't have to work as hard. The so six Lightroom minute one, I did didn't. the blending between those, and it actually worked out, huh? You didn't have to do any of the masking to connect those two extremes, because mine would have looked completely funky. You know, I, I was so sleep-deprived. We came home directly after that trip, <laughs> yeah. and I we Cracked were, we were and trying to crash. We were trying to crash and take a nap because we were so exhausted. And I wanted to get these done before I crashed and then left. And so it's kind of all blur, honestly. It's kind of a blur. <laughs> you couldn't I'm even sleep begin deprived. to say how you did it. Yeah, I'm sleep deprived and I'm trying to recollect. I'm just like, dude, I was on like two hours of sleep. I, I'm trying to remember all the details. I don't think I took any of those into Photoshop. So okay. I think all my work was done in Lightroom. And um, yeah, and they, they, they turned out pretty good. Yeah, so they did. I, I can't complain for, you know. What I got, I'm actually pretty happy with. Sweet. Any I'm a other? little sad I didn't do. A, I'm really a little sad I didn't do a panel because your panel turned out so well. Does it? Um, was it by virtue of just me being in the shot? If you did a panel, no. Because I was no, right I next to you. I could have done it. I mean, I could have done it. I just it's one of those moments where I'm just like, eh, eh. You, you probably know, saw how time. long it was taking me to get through mine. That you're maybe. like, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes you just don't. You know, sometimes you just don't. Right. You just do something different, and that's when I decided to do the 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 ice. Reflection. I'm so, so glad you did because I yeah, love that Yeah, because I love that one too. It was, turned out really, it was really fun. So I had fun doing that. That was fine. So everybody, you know, it doesn't have to do the same thing. Even though you look at someone else's artwork after, it's like, ah, oh, man, like, like I can't stop forgetting Jerry Gerritsen's, Jeremy Gerritsen's shot of that red boat in that little tiny oh, thing I know, right? Pharaohs. And I'm just like, oh, man, I should have went with you. I opted not to go. <laughs> and I should have gone I because I love that photo. So, you know, you just don't always do it. Well, is there any other what, what, what didn't go well from the trip that you want to mention? Because mm. we ended up with one night, and that was it. That was it. We, we got didn't skunked. get anything the next night in Needles District. Yeah. The sunset we tried to capture, but Needles is tough to <laughs> capture. You got a sunset that's going down below a higher rock yeah, line, yeah. and everything around using the shadow. And the clouds didn't really blow up, and so we just took, you know, I had Meh. fun taking some shots and work, walking around, but nothing really, you know, came out of that. So. Yeah. Just a fun exercise. Good practice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Milky Way and Island in the Sky, 100% recommend it. Yeah. Get out there. Easy mode, too, because you drive mm -hmm. right up and mm -hmm. walk out, and it's right there. So, guys, if you're interested, look at the video. It's on YouTube. It's live now. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy it. And don't go late in the season. I mean, yes, you can mm -hmm. get a vertical Milky Way mm -hmm. anytime you want facing south, and that'll be a completely different shot. Sure. But I think it looks so much better with seeing the full arching panel, oh, or at yeah. least a 45-degree oh, yeah. Milky Way that stretches through the diagonal of your frame. Mm -hmm. If you have just a vertical go straight up while all this other stuff's going on down below, you're going to have a quadrant in the sky that's just kind of boring and nothing's going on. Right, so right. I can't imagine that being amazing as a vertical Milky Way. So right. it's got to be an early season Milky Way, at least through June. You don't want to go. You can get a nice 45 in July 
and mm-hmm. early night of August. But uh, just it's it's a great panorama opportunity. Come back yeah. and do it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and no one else was there. And this was no. nearly new moon or just happened, and there wasn't a single person but Jamel to compete with. Yeah, and Jamel was skunked all week. This is the only clear sky he had too. So yeah, I think everyone else is down at Mesa Arch, a place mm-hmm. we thought we could go after, <laughs> thinking we could get a Milky Way oh, and then yeah. take off from here and go to Mesa Arch. And then no. No. So, Only gave us a window of one hour of cloud-free skies to work right. with. And then that time. was over. <laughs> so we thought, we'll just let the guys fight over Mace Arts like they're going to do anyways. Oh, That's yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, next week, Tuesday, on our Facebook page, we will be live at 7 p.m. Mountain Time mm-hmm. with Ryan Smith. He's going to be teaching us about printing his photography and how he sells his landscape photography. And we get to hear That's awesome stories from Ryan of what's going on and yeah. some just cool adventures that he's been on. His most famous, most funny, most hilarious story mm-hmm. he will be sharing with us. Cool. I hope he has a hilarious one. If not, he better have a scary one. Something. <laughs> Something better be good. Right on. Well, thanks, guys. If you are a patron already, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and being a part of Photog Adventures. Mm-hmm. Have a great week. Get out there. The Supermoon is, you're listening to this right now on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's tonight. Supermoon is tonight. So get out yeah, and see the Yeah, it was pretty big tonight. And that's going to be oh, bigger tomorrow. Yeah. So listen to this podcast and think, oh, crap, what am I going to do tonight? Because when that sun is setting, Telephoto. that moon is rising, and yep. you can see a giant Supermoon, mm-hmm. the last Supermoon of 2019. All right. All right, guys. See you guys. See ya.